find us on the web at mbradio.us. I want to make it clear that the views expressed by our hosts are not considered the official stance of MBR views. Remember, this is all about having fun and enjoying the ride. Turnbuckles and stogies! cigar tender and the living legend himself the vanilla gorilla we are here in Hanjo's lounge it's a secret location i can't tell you where it's a special lounge by the way so today we are going to have some special guest art as y'all know we do a lot of special things because we're special people so first thing i want to say is my thoughts and prayers go out to Dutchess County to Wappinger Falls to the Big House Explosion on Thursday uh, to all the injured and to the two kids and the mother that got severely burned. So our thoughts and prayers go out to that. So what are we going to talk about today, gentlemen? Well, welcome to Turnbuckles and Stogies. What's going on, guys? What's up, Big Dog? What's up, Vanilla Grill? Guy's under the weather today, so you got to excuse him. He doesn't feel well. He's not his normal self. So I am smoking the SP1014 7 by 50. Um, I got my Liga T52. And he's smoking a Nika Roma. Nice. So, and he's playing with a Look at the look. Look at the look. He's, he's a pyromaniac. You got to excuse me. I got to. He, he got help for that, 1-800-EAP for you. So, let's talk about some sports right away. Let's get into let's get into how the Raiders fired from the general manager down and put in former New York Giant Pierce in there. What do you think of that change? I think that's going to be good for them. Do you think we should have picked him up as a coach? I don't know. I think we have a decent coach for now, but there's more to be seen when the rest of the season comes. All right. All right. Well, you know, given the Giants' history of what a fantastic organization all the Super Bowls they've won, I think it's a pretty good pickup for him. Who's that, the ball? Yeah, I think so. Don't you think? Uh, I think it's a good you know, pickup. the last few games. I think it'll work out. The last few games, you know, there's some calls that's a little iffy. It's like when it's like when I was watching that one game. I think it was Arizona when uh, they they spotted the ball, and then a ref walked over, and another ref stood in front of him and he picked the ball up and moved it a few more feet, and then the other ref walked away. Now, how do you not see that? It's the same thing like I was watching a college game, and the the ref lives the next town over and he was calling everything on the other team because that was his team because they live next town over you know i didn't see that game but you know sometimes it does feel like when you're watching all these different professional games nfl college it does seem like there's some bias on the referees like they should be neutral right i mean obviously they should be neutral but yeah does it appear sometimes the perception looked like they got favoritism? Yeah, absolutely. Is there? I don't know if there's proof of that. I don't I don't know, but um, 
It's definitely, it's definitely an interesting theory, that's for sure. Okay. But I think the Raiders got a bigger issue. I think they got to figure out a play calling. Listen, they got a very solid quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. A very solid quarterback. The problem is they don't have an offensive coordinator, an offensive game plan tailored to round what Jimmy Garoppolo needs to do to make him win. They don't build him up as an individual and play to his strengths. He's not he's not a pocket passer. He's a rollout dink and dunk guy. He's not looking to go 20, 30, 40 yards down the field. He's not that guy. And that's what every team, including the 49ers, try to make him do. So you gotta I in my opinion, the Raiders gotta figure out a way to get a play scheme that works for Garoppolo. That's well, just my opinion. Who's the one that they traded? Because everybody on the team said they should have never traded. Who was their quarterback? Oh, before Garoppolo? Before Garoppolo. The Raiders. Was David Carr. Carr. That's Carr. right. David Carr. Thank Carr. you to our special guest. Another, another. Actually, he's going to be uh, popping host soon. You know, in a few weeks, we're going to have him popping in as a host. So, he's going to be our fourth host. We're supposed to have four. The other one couldn't make it. What do you want? So I, I invested some money and put the guy on. We shall see, right? You know, we I said he's willing to do it. Hey, why not have four of us? Hey, let's listen. And one more bigger, handsome face. Bigger topic in the NFL is the collapse of the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> listen, as a Niner fan, it's an utter total implosion right there. So he's a Niner fan and a Buffalo fan. Defensively, they just absolutely collapsed. Now, 49ers have taken steps. They went out and got Bryce Young. They're going to try to shore up that, that cornerback position. Excuse me, outside linebacker position. They're going to they're going to have an end rusher on the opposite side of uh, my boy Nick Bosa. So that should hopefully get some pressure on the quarterback because in four games now, they don't have a single sack in four games. And that's egregious. When you got a guy like Nick Bosa on that team. So now we're going to turn it over to him. And I haven't really been watching wrestling, so now we're going to. I haven't either, but I do know that at 12 o'clock is Crown Jewel because they're over in Saudi Arabia today. So, well, technically, technically today's Saturday. It's technically over there. It's probably Sunday. Sunday. It's Sunday over there. technically Sunday over there. So they're. They've been there, I believe, all week. Uh, I know the main the main match that's supposed to happen is L.A. Knight versus Roman for the title. You get it done. That's tonight. Well, there's been there's been a lot of we talk about that on the way speculation that WrestleMania 40 is when Roman drops the title to Cody because his leukemia is and uh, then kicking up on. He pretty much is finished after that. He'll go part time. Kind of like he is now. See now, I heard they're saying the the scars from his leukemia are taking a toll on his body. See, that's what I heard too. I heard that rumor. So they're they're saying that this is probably his last full run of events, and then he's gonna be either done or he's gonna go part time or do like a Brock and come in every you know three four months and do a big when, when they need a boost, to do when yeah. yeah. That kind of thing. Hey, listen, we'll go we'll back to Crown Jewel, but there's one thing on my mind. I'm a huge Chris Masters fan. Mm-hmm. What do you think of him picking up the title? I mean, I would. Uh, I did I'm not okay see the that. match. I did not see the I'm match. I'm okay with that because he's already had an NWA title. So he's had the he's had the uh, NWA national title. I think he's had the tag titles. Yes. So. I'm not surprised he got that that Stu Hart championship. I forget what company it was for. Drawing uh, uh, a complete uh, and total blank. I think it was somewhere in Canada. Yeah, it was a Canadian NC something, right? Yeah. Wait, say it right. Like say it right. Canadian. So I think. Uh, <coughs> this guy. It's oh, Canadian. This guy. All my friends that alive with us when we do our lives when they come on i say hey look it's my boy mush from canada so uh, i'm okay with that i think that's a, that's that makes you feel but i think that's good that's what we do <laughs> i think that's good i'm all right with that 
I, I, th- I listen. I, I think number one, he's a gifted athlete. So he is. I think he definitely he deserves it. So I definitely. The asterisk. Just lift it. Yeah, I'm gonna roll. I think he definitely deserves it. There you go, brother. Um, and I like his character. I like the way he developed that character. It's really fun. Yeah, I mean, it was always his character to begin with because he came up with it. Yeah, but, but he developed it over the years. Yeah. It was raw, and it was rough when he first came out. Well, because they didn't – I think it was good. He was. You have to remember, too, he was also a, a young dude just being brought in from OBW. So he didn't really have a whole lot of experience underneath him. Yeah. And for y'all that don't know where the master lock came from, it came from my man, Billy Jack Haynes. Well, I mean, the master lock really – Billy Jack Haynes was the guy that put once he put that full mouse on you, you wasn't getting the master out of lock that. is essentially just a a full Nelson, so correct. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to pay our bills and we'll be back. Ring that bell. Ring that bell! Michelle from Park Lane uh, Tobacconist. Come on down for a great selection of pipe tobacco, cigars, accessories, uh, you name it. Come on down and check us out. I want to thank Turnbuckles and Stogies for promoting us on their program and back to them at MBR Radio. Hey, welcome back to Turnbuckles and Stogies. We are, well, we're recording, but we're also live on Instagram. Right now, we're here in an undisclosed location with the group known as the New York Ashhole Cigar Club. Is that yes? All right. Who we got here, Big Dog? We have the captain of the New York Ashholes, Mr. Pugs himself. What up, Pugs? For y'all that don't know him, bro. We hey, appreciate you having us in Andrews, please. Yeah, thanks for hosting. Yeah, this is guys absolutely great. fantastic. Never this been a podcast before. No? No. Really? Well, so it's your first one. Be gentle. So, be so, so we, we popped it. We popped, we popped the podcast cherry. No, no. Don't use that. How about that? So now, maybe you should give a reach around. It's okay. That's all good. So we're going to start out So. Let me ask you this. So when did you start smoking cigars? Oh, God, back in the 80s. What was your very first cigar that you smoked? Do you remember? Don't pull out of your chair. It was probably a Tipperillo. Yeah, we used to think we were big shots. We'd go buy the Tipperillos, a pack of whatever they came in, four or five. Yeah, the four or five the packs. Optimo. Optimo. The, the, uh, yeah. the, the, the Amo stores. And then Walked out with a package of <laughs> And I'm sure we've all done that before. Who hasn't? You know, if you never had a Tipperillo, was it the wooden tip? You haven't lived. Was it a plastic tip? <laughs> they had both. If we were if we would go with deluxe, we went with the wood tip. <laughs> and back then they were probably like 75 cents a box. Now now for a four pack of those, it's like five dollars. <laughs> That the nobles and and the old man smokes the amarettos that they just sit there and they go, yeah, and they just chew it and no, and, and they're chewing on it. And then all of a sudden you go to talk to them and they take it out and go, yeah, so you know, it's like a fucking branch. So cigars, what are you smoking right now? This would be a thin green line from uh, Fat Boy Cigars. Boots uh, on the ground. Yeah, the boots on the ground series. Shout out to Fat Boys. I want to give them a little love because, I mean, this is I love the Fat Boys. This is a Candela, and so far it's fantastic. Uh, and, you know, you got to love what they're doing. 
giving back the whole night. So uh, shout out to Fat Boys, man. And that is their boots on the ground series. Every one of these has been on point. And we're not so talking about the rap group, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about a cigar maker. So you got the V cut going on? Yes, sir. Is that your favorite cut? That's yeah. all I use. So now, do you ever use a punch? I used to use exclusively use a punch back in the day. And it for, for everything. Did it give you more flavor? No. I don't know if any difference with all of that. Don't matter to me. V cut, straight cut punch. They all smoke the same. <laughs> <laughs> they all smoke the same. Some guys will say V cut this, punch that, side cut this. Now what, what's that other one, bud? That uh the V cut, the, the crown cut? The crown cut. Have you ever done that? No. I think he did it once. I find that my cigars definitely do not unravel with a V cut. Sometimes you straight cut and you're starting to lose it. You know, I mean, and someone will say, well, you cut it too low, but it doesn't matter. If the cap's not right, you cut it. Correct. So the V cut, it seems to stay together, you know, better together. So now, let's ask this question. I, I know the answer, obviously. Tell these fine people in TV land um, how you became an asshole. Were you born that way? I uh, was <laughs> definitely born that way. <laughs> I think we were sitting here in the lounge, and Coop had a patch or something. I forget exactly. And I'm like, oh, shit. I was like, you joined up with those guys? He's like, yeah. I said, well, I guess I better get on my game. <laughs> I guess I better get in. And... Uh, the rest is history. So I do what I need to do. I remember seeing these guys post a while back, and I looked into the assholes about club, but there was like a dead end. I'm not, nope, I'm not bashing my, my, my brother Correct. in the club, but you would go to the website, and there was like nothing there. Now, if you look at the website today, it's fantastic. But I went to the website, looked at it, because I saw the patch. I think you guys were at JR. That's yes, probably. And um, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. So I looked it up, and it was pretty much <sighs> dead end. So I just kind of went put it on the back burner, and then boop, whatever, a year or so later, popped in the lounge, and he's got his patch. And I'm like, all right, I guess I got to get in. And see, a lot of people don't realize in order to get into assholes, you have to post 10 times. 10 times. That's what it used to be. I don't know what it is now, because. Yeah, requirements. You have to have Instagram, Facebook, Discord, or a combination of the two. You have to do, you know, you have to be very, you know, consistent the whole nine. Uh, so it's not really a minimum requirement of post. It's more participation. participation so now when, when we, we, like to, we like people to, you know, make, actually make friends because we're a small group. We're in, we're in, you know, we're, we have 60 members or whatever we have, but there's only about 20, 25 of us that there's that many that, that do everything together. So, how often, like, how many times a year do you, like, y'all get together, like, and, and where? Just around this area, or? We, we spread the love. I mean, you know, these guys will tell you too when they come on. We, we try to get out and go around because we have friends all over. So, we try to support everywhere we go. We take a couple trips a year up to Buffalo and see all our friends up there, at least two. Um, you haven't been to Martinez in a while. No, and that's the problem is, you know, the deal down there with the parking and everything parking, else. You yeah. want to pay whatever it is, 25 bucks. Yeah, you know, yeah. and down like to go to us and now, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, plus now everything's somewhat back to normal, so traffic's not like what it was during COVID and right. all that shit. But, you know, um, so we definitely got to go to Joe Martinez sometimes because we miss those guys. Um, but, yeah, we just try to get out. We go to Pennsylvania, Jersey. Um, so what are the New York, New York assholes up to? In the present, what are you guys doing? Not, well, not too much, man. But you see, you see, we got a lot of stuff going on with the chapter. You know, we're doing different raffles, fundraisers, whatever it is, um, and we're just doing our thing. We got a nice little meetup going on today, actually. And one of the biggest coming up around noon. So, the biggest know, things you guys do is cigar for warriors, correct? We always try to do something every year for cigars for warriors. Uh, we used to do. Something centered around the Wing for Warriors event, which has been uh, folded, or the gentleman Charlie retired, so that event is no longer uh, in existence. So we're going to probably maybe look for another one that we can try to get a group together to go to every year. That's definitely veteran, military oriented, so you know, so we can give back. 
There's one just regular cigar, but we, we like that one because it's, you know, fun and regular. Well, I'd love to get you guys up to my home lounge up in uh, up uh, north of Albany. Up around there. Uh, I do, every year I do, a, I do a Super Bowl fundraiser geared around the military in some way, shape, or form. Last year I did Cigar for Warriors. I gave out, uh, I sent uh, around 1,200 cigars to Cigar for Warriors. Sent them around $1,100. Um, so that was last year's fundraiser. Um, not to turn this back around, but I'd love to have you guys participate this year with my fundraiser. This year is for military mental health awareness. Um, and it goes towards not just military, but first responders as well. Police, okay. fire, EMS. Because uh, there's a, a, a big stigma out there where um, these service providers uh, <coughs> feel like they can't get the help or they feel isolated and don't know how to deal with the shit that they see day in and day out. And, and I think a lot of people don't understand that. There's a lot of mental, um, you know, images and situations that they don't know how to deal with. And so this year, my fundraiser is geared to that. And I'd love to have the actual part of that in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. And even if you come up to my lounge and hang out for a day as a group and just help, uh, you know, like I said, spread the awareness of, of mental health and how important it is, not only for the military, but like I said, first responders across the board. And I, I, anybody, anybody would love to get behind that. It's a great force. And when you go up to his lounge, you always have to go in the lounge and you always have to go, hey, shout out to Fresh Hand Rolls. So, ladies and gentlemen, here you have it, Mr. Pugs himself, one of the captains for the New York Assholes. On that note, we're going to pay the bills. Ring the bell. Ring the bell! My name is Justin Manley. I'm the CEO and founder of Black Point VR. Being able to communicate with some of the guys from SF and just hear their stories, understand how much this really means to them as well. And it's just an honor to be able to, you know, work with them closely on this game too as well. So uh, having those conversations has really inspired me even more at this point to, uh, you know, go out and, and go over the top for, for this game. I'm a brag baby. So what I did was call on some of the brothers of Special Forces, that uh, unit that I serve. You know, in Fort Bragg, we're a tight-knit family here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and we just came together and we just took it to the moon. My name is Hector Torres, uh, better known in the sexual operation community uh, as Saber. Um, my name is uh, Ernest Rob Robinson. Um, in the uh, retired uh, Special Ops uh, 26 years. My name is Cornell Causey. I uh, served in the U.S. Army for 17 years. I did uh, six years with 3rd Special Forces Group. Go long! And I'm 27 years in the military, and this is the most exposure that I've had. You know, especially you know, with the team, such a great team working together, and with so many eyes seeing the billboard. It feels great, outstanding. I feel like I'm a superstar now for the first time in my life. Pretty amazing. That's a you know you never take a look at your career and what you've done and like you deserve to be up there and a lot of you know, a lot of mixed emotions about it. But it's still great. Now I have a legacy or something I can at least show my kids or somebody who wants to travel the same roads or kids playing video games can get to take a look at a you know how you know you know hey you can you too can do something like this. Great chance, great opportunity. I think about Black Point uh, all the time now. Uh, it's, 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 it's like I'm going back into being a kid, you know? Opportunities like this, it doesn't come around often. Yeah, this is, provides a platform for it. I'm all in, I'll tell you everything I did, everything I didn't do, everything I should have done. But I want people to learn from me. That's part of our legacy. Turnbuckles and stogies. Listen, the big dog just steps aside and got the vanilla griller here. My man from the Ashholes, Coop. What's up, brother? How are you doing, guys? Good, man. What's going on? Hi. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us on. Hey, man. It's a pleasure to meet you in Thank person. You for Big follower of the podcast. I think you guys are doing great things. 
Thank Fantastic. You. Love to hear that, man. Love to hear that. What's new with you? Nothing, brother. Just living life one cigar at a time. I am smoking the Oliva Hellion Mob. I'm a big range, big thing, range kind of guy, so yeah. I like big cigars. Nice. This is definitely one of my favorites. It's an oldie, but it, that it's really good. good. Yeah. It's a really good stuff. Very good. More a fuller body. Yes. Yeah. Very full. Is that your? Yes. You like the full like body? That. I like that full body. Nice, man. Yeah. Nice. Good. So, so uh, let's talk some wrestling again. Since your dad stepped aside, we can kind of have a little more in-depth conversation <laughs> about it. Let's go back to the crown jewel. So we already talked about the possibilities of Roman Reigns retaining the title for now, possibly relinquishing that around WrestleMania. The guy like maybe Cody Rhodes. Well, that's that's the plan because if you think about it, when when they cut that promo. And, you know, Paul announced all the pay-per-views Cody wasn't going to get another shot at. The only pay-per-view he never said was WrestleMania. He said every other pay-per-view but WrestleMania. You're right. You're right. So what are, what are, what are the odds of maybe L.A. Knight going up against, let's say, if, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Damian Priest cashes in? You know, the, if he cashes in, I think it's. I don't think it's going to be on Roby. I think, he's gonna, I think he's going to cash in on Seth. I think they're going to give him the world title. You think that opens up that opportunity for Knight? Yeah, him or or Cody. It's probably going to go more towards Cody. He's probably going to hold on to it all the way through Survivor Series, all the way through the Rumble. And then into Mania is where you're going to see where Cody, I believe Cody comes out and wins. So, so, so uh, you know, obviously Roman's, you know, the head of the table, the bloodline. You got Damian Priest. He's not really. The there's bank. really no leader, but he he's kind of the face of. Uh, uh, well, you uh, could actually say Rhea's the face. Well, Rhea's, yeah, but you you see a little power struggle going on. Yeah, but I, she's kind of calling the shots. Yeah, kind of reach in. So I guess my I'm leading into that question, which uh, faction breaks up first, the bloodline? Well, the bloodline is. If you think about it, bloodline's already broken up, technically. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because Jay's gone. I think Solo's next. Jimmy's going to leave after that. It's just going to be Roman. They're all going to leave. Because. But do you think that happens? I think the timing of that happens right around the Rumble and into Mania. And they kind of. They all go their ways. And maybe you get Jimmy and Jay back together. Who knows? Solo goes on his own. Win some mid card titles and then works his way up. So you don't think with Omaga's son and their other cousin with their contracts expiring that there could be another civil war between the bloodline and bring them in? There could Ooh. be. I mean, it's been talked Ooh. about. It's been talked about. It's been very talked about. It's just a matter of what? Well, she's already supposed to come up, and then Umaga's other son is down. He actually trained with Booker T, and now he's been doing. A lot of independent stuff. So, I mean, there's a very strong possibility that he comes in. It's all going to be a matter of time now because with this new company taking over, who knows how they're going to start doing their signings and stuff like that. And You know, if they're going to bring guys right in or right up or, you know, it all depends. So, along those lines, in the sense of, uh, since we're kind of focusing on WWE, but how many more WWE superstars do you see as their contracts start expiring going over to AEW, which is super hot right now? I mean, like they are just exploding. There's, there's right a now. lot of, there's, it depends on who, go, it, it really depends because some of those guys are going to go back to doing the indies. Matt Riddle's doing the indies again. No, he would. No, he'll never be allowed back in the UFC. UFC. But no, he is booked to have a martial arts. I think against. against uh, yeah, I think it was against Jake Paul. Somebody stupid. No, 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 no. somebody. I believe I, if I remember that I was reading about it, he did sign a match, like a UFC type match against somebody. Uh, it might be for another company then. Well, it's not UFC, so to say, but yeah. he is having a. Martial arts contest against I, I, I haven't seen that, but I, I do know he's supposed to wrestle his first match on the Indies, ironically, against Rob Van Dam. Yeah. 
I did see that. Uh, for big time wrestling, I believe, down in Florida? If I'm right? Somewhere down there? I think they are. Yeah, I think they are. I think like uh, uh, like the Tampa area, right? Could be. I, I forget. Think like the Tampa area. But he's, I or did read Orlando. that he's scheduled to wrestle Rob. And then he was, he's, he's supposed to be doing a lot of signings he's been booked for. He's been booked for some other shows. I mean, there's so many things. I think they said uh, the, the other rumor that's going to AEW is Dolph. They're going to put him in there and team him with his brother. Yeah, I've seen that one. I've seen Which that. I could I could see because they're both very good at what they do. Um, I, I mean, there's so many options. See, Dolph is so underrated. Yes. I think he's a great performer. He came from when he started. After, yeah. Oh, yeah, after, you know. Spears Watt. Yeah, he started yeah, when really rock. When they really rock. Destroyed that fucking gimmick and he went yep, down yeah. he went back down to Florida Championship Wrestling and reinvented the fucking wheel and Yeah, career though, he sold. They did. Who sold the career? He got when he was with AJ Lee, when he was with Big E. Mm-hmm. He helped them develop their career mm-hmm. and they went on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Again, let's stay in WWE just for now. Who's Paul Heyman's next guy? You know he's got someone else in the wings. Who is that? Who's it's the next probably, guy? It's probably, it's probably Ava. Probably Rock's daughter. Because she can wrestle, but she's not, from what I've seen, she's not a big talk. I think personally it's going to be L.A. No. No, you Wait, know why? Really? You know why? It's not going to be him because he can talk. Yeah, they put Paul with guys who can't talk. Brock can talk to a certain extent. Now, now, Roman can kind of talk. But when you put him with Paul Heyman, you just let Paul talk. L.A. Knight can talk circles around anybody. So so we were talking not too long ago. We were talking about his interaction with Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. That subtle, remember you were telling me about that subtle oh, little dig when he that, uh, it looked like it took everybody off guard when he when he when he came out with that line. Yeah, when he quoted uh Cena's entrance music. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, bring us back to that. I forget what he there. said. He said you talk like someone's about to live in the past. Right? Yeah, yeah something to that extent. Something to that extent out of Cena's entrance music and it, it popped everybody. Even Paul Heyman in the background was like everybody. Cena laughed. Lit up like the place went crazy. I think because that wasn't. I think he just kind of off the cuff. He kind of did it. Yeah, because that's just what he does. Yeah, he's just good at. I mean, you know, look at look at when they had him in TNA, or I'm sorry, Global Force at the time, when he was paired with Chris Masters. Yeah, and they went on that long Mm -hmm. tag run. And both of those guys can talk, but Masters didn't have to talk when you had Eli Drake by his side. He didn't have to talk. <laughs> he didn't have to talk. Yeah, but that was a big that was a big moment on SmackDown. It was. I think I thought I, you know going into it when I heard he was going to have that face to face with Roman, I'm like, this is like a make or break for LA Knight in, well, the, in the sense of. It, Putting him over, I over wasn't, that plateau of because I, I like wasn't he got so in, wasn't so worried about that because I know his in ring and his mic skills supersede superior just about yeah. anybody now, so I wasn't worried about him getting over with the crowd or over Roman because as soon as Roman, as soon as his music hits, everybody knows oh, who it is. Yeah. He yeah. gets it, uh, once in a in a generation pop, as they call who, it. Who's bigger? Who's a bigger pop, uh, LA Knight or Cody Rhodes? In your opinion, who's a bigger pop when he comes It's out? it's two different animals. I mean, if you think about it, Cody is technically a homegrown guy. So, yes, he left for that four or five years and went to AEW and but started he that. Yeah, but he had to go away. You know, learn a new hold as they call it, and come back. Yeah, so, get out from Dad's shadow. Well, he did, but he's you know, always going to be a Rhodes. Dusty's oh, sure, always going to be a sure. WWE guy, and he was a homegrown guy in 
WWE. He went through FCW. He was in NXT, and then he came up, and he was partnered with Ted DiBiase Jr. and Randy, and he ran to the promised land. Absolutely. <coughs> why he gets such a big pop the way he does is that he's got the attitude era in him, but he put a modern twist on it. He made it his he home. Did. He did. And Perfect. the crowd is loved. He took, he took Austin we and Rock and put them together. Yeah. Exactly. It's basically what he did. He took that badass attitude of Austin that, you know, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want, right. got himself over. I mean, and even him, he was part of WWE's developmental for a while. He left, went on his own, ran the Indies, went to TNA, became Eli Drake, and after that, the rest was history. LA Knight, before he became big, he was actually helping, as you said, WWE. Did you guys know that for the video games, he choreographed yeah. all the moves for the video games? He did. For, oh, I think, I the past, I think since they went to 2K, which was 2012. Yep. So from 2012, even when he was in another company and on the Indies, he was doing all the choreograph for the he was doing all the moves for the games. Oh wow! Yeah, but that's because that. that's because he had a separate contract with 2K. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm gonna give you guys a prediction. <coughs> I don't see LA Knight winning the championship tonight, but I do think his new feud is going to start tonight. Possibly. I don't. I think Roman's <laughs> gonna win, but he's not gonna win clean. He rarely does. He, he rarely, rarely does. does. But tonight's going to start a new feud for LA Knight. Okay. That's I'd my be curious prediction. to see who it is. What's your other prediction? What are your predictions for the other matches on the card? I, I don't. I don't know a lot of the other matches because I quite honestly haven't looked at it. Um, that was my intention the last couple days, but I think um, I think we're going to see Drew beat Seth. I I, so. I could see I that. So. I also see that it's the return of the. Broken Dreams entrance music and gimmick, yes, and I think, I think that they're gonna run Drew. Um, he's, they're gonna go down that line where he's been such a baby face the whole time, and he's gonna go down that line. No one showed me respect, and this I was work for, and I didn't get yeah. respect. No one appreciated me, and that's gonna turn Drew back heel. And see, I think he's gonna take it. See, I think I agree he's gonna turn heel again, but I think it's because he's gonna lose. Yeah. I don't think he loses. I think he loses. I don't think he loses. And I think he, I think he wins it at, at the grand, grandest stage of them all. I think he wins the title at WrestleMania. I, I think what's going to happen to one is everyone speculating Jay joining the Judgment Day. I think it's going to be reversed. I think it's going to be Drew that joins the Judgment Day before Jay. Okay. Well, we'll see, right? Yeah. Should be so, a good show. Now, before we we end this little segment, let's. Let's kind of go back to the cigars and, and, you know, kind of the same questions that were asked to Pugs and, you know. Fire away. So what do you got for them? So I'll ask what, what Big Dog asked uh, Pugs. Mm-hmm. So when did you start smoking cigars? And then what was your very first cigar? And did you like it? I'm going to go one more. <laughs> did you like it? Uh, I started smoking in the early 2000s. Um, at the time, I was working on the back a garbage truck and my driver smoked backwards and he's like here try this and i didn't like it at all but it got but it got me wondering they all can't be this bad well and then i myself in that bed and here i here i am and how did you find the astros was it just i found the astros nope nope i got i got associated with the astros through dave and joey um big dog posted one time with his patch and I like the logo, you know, skulls and everything. I'm, I'm into that. And I reached out to Big Dog. He told, told me who I had to reach out to. And I reached out to Big C. And uh, he got me in. I did my time, what I had to do. And I was patched in. Awesome. Nice. How about you? Any questions? I don't really have that many, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right. Well, then, on that note, let's ring that bell. They are sponsored. And you'll be right back from Buffalo, Philly. Been home about six months now And I still have my doubts Well, I'm not sure how I got here Or how I'm gonna get out Well, my mama says I look the same 
as I did before I left. But if she could see inside me, it would scare her to death. I can still taste the powder from the barrel of my gun. And I can hear my sergeant screaming, run soldier, run. And I can feel the backpack on my shoulders, got and wait a ton. And I see death in every single thought. They taught me how to put that uniform on I just can't get it off Last Saturday they honored us In a small parade downtown And when they shot off those fireworks I nearly hit the ground while they smiled and cheered for us All I could do was stare Cause part of me is here at home But part of me is back there Well I can still taste the powder From the barrel of my gun And I can hear my sergeant screaming Run soldier run Feel the backpack on my shoulders Got and wait a ton And I see death in every single thought They taught me how to put that uniform on I just can't get it off Yeah, there's no end in sight Cause even though I'm home Still fighting for my life well, I can still taste the powder From the barrel of my gun And I can hear my sergeant screaming Run soldier run And I can feel the backpack on my shoulders Got and wait a ton Taught me how to put that uniform on. I just can't get it off. Well, the devil's won some battles, and he may win some more. But don't he know the American soldier will always win? to Saturday Slam with your big boy here, Boss Dog, a.k.a. Big Dog, the Vanilla Gorilla, and the OG stepped off so we can bring on another asshole, my son's best friend, and my son's driving instructor, my daughter's driving instructor, my man, Box Press. Hold on. So what's up, Box Press? Tell us, tell us the same questions I'm going to ask you. When did you first start smoking cigars? Did you like it, and what was it? Uh, I first started smoking. I was probably in my, I was probably like 18, 19, I remember. And uh, me and a friend of mine, uh, always, I remember when I was growing up, my uh, aunts and uncles would uh, smoke cigars. And uh, I was always, like, in, intrigued by it. And um, I saw that my brother had a, a cigar in, in, uh, in his room, actually. <laughs> and I ended up taking one of his uh, cigars, and I was with a friend. And um, didn't even know what kind of cigar it was. And, uh, of course, yeah, we didn't really like it at first. Uh, but then over the years, uh, we actually uh, got into uh, golf. And cigars and golf go uh, hand in hand. Cigars, golf, and drinking. And uh, one of my first uh, premium Smokes that I will always re remember uh, smoking was a uh, my father's 
uh, cigar. The uh, uh, floor is still uh, de los Antilios. Okay. But you still have, you haven't stopped smoking them. Of course not. <laughs> so my father is putting that out there. Yeah. So number two, where did you meet myself and Joe? Oh, this is going way back. Uh, Nine years now? Yeah, eight, nine years. Something like that. Going back when I was, uh, you know, first getting up here to Dutchess County uh, for work with the driving school. Uh, we met at the uh, cigar lounge actually down down in Aubrey's, uh, down in Fishkill. Okay, okay. And uh, that's where we all met Pugs, too. Met him there. Met Coop down there. Um, you know, so... It's 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 a little family here. We're all you know, we're all in the same vicinity, except the OG. He lives an hour away, but he's still in, he makes his way around. You know, he's got the big truck, nice truck. So, how did you get into the assholes? Um, yes, yeah, very similar to uh, Coop actually. Uh, you know, first start off with uh, you know Dave and Joe. They, um, you know, I never really knew anything much much about it. I saw them with the badge, and they were like, yo. You, you, you have to uh, join. And I remember at first I didn't really know what to think about it. I was talking attorney, going back and forth with it. And then, um, yeah, I got in with, uh, you know, Pugs. You know, Pugs and Coop also came to me asking if I wanted to join. And, uh, you know, here I am. Any questions for the young fellow over here? No, there's not really any questions. So wait, now now what? that we asked everybody what they first smoked, so we'll say we're gonna reiterate in front of the boys here. What was the first cigar that you smoked, son? Uh acid blondie. And that was on your eighteenth birthday? I think so. Eight, yes, how did you how did you like that? like that? At the time I didn't enjoy anything of it. I did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> he not wanted to come get a lounge with me, so I handed him a I didn't enjoy it in the least, honestly. If we're just being quite frank and honest there. Tasted like potpourri, didn't it? I don't know what it tasted oh, yeah. like. It didn't taste good, though. So for y'all that don't know, Box Press here, he's an entrepreneur. He owns his own driver's school. If you're in the Dutchess, Poughkeepsie, uh, uh, Orange County area, hit him up. Put your plug out there. Uh, yeah, you can uh, you know find us at uh, goldencrowndutchess.com. Uh, you know, we do service all of Dutchess County and, uh, you know, parts of, you know, few of the area, uh, you know, across the river, you know, Orange County, uh, Ulster County. And you're also in Westchester, correct? Uh, yeah, my brother owns brother the... Um, Westchester area. Yeah, and uh, actually in, in Dutchess County here with the Golden Crown Dutchess Driving School. Down in Westchester County, my brother is uh, a Golden Crown Driving School. He services all of Westchester County. Okay. So... How do you like being in the Ashlands? Oh, it's great. Uh, you know, we all, you know, do meetups. You know, we're all... That's what we're doing today. Yeah. We, we all do uh, meetups. We all get together. Uh, you know, we're all, uh, I guess you could say, aficionados of the uh, cigar. And, and what, what are you smoking? I'm smoking a um, AJ Fernandez box press, of course. That's the, <laughs> what is that? The Bellas Artes. That's the Maduro Perfecto, right? <laughs> Box press. That's, uh, uh, that's the Maduro. <laughs> Box yeah. press, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. That's a good cigar. I love that oh, yeah. cigar. Boy, it's one of my when you can find it at a halfway decent price and you're not getting killed yeah. for it in New York. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, every once in a while, it's okay. Yeah. What's his favorite tagline? Oh, there's a lot of them. What's the one he always says? We'll figure it out. Not only is he box press, but we call him, when you talk to him, he goes, yeah, we'll figure it out. You know. Because we'll always figure we'll it out. We'll figure, figure it out. So we went, so let's go back to when we went to Middletown. Okay, we went no, to. No, actually, you have to go back to the night me and him went to Middletown. Oh, yeah. yeah well, that's how this I'll started. Let two, I'll let these two talk about that. That was a, that was a fun story. So first yeah. we were sitting in, we were sitting in a lounge in, 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 uh, in Fishkill. And these two, I'm sitting with them. No, the, no, the first time was, you weren't there. I think you were at work. Or you didn't come, whatever. It was me and him. And we were sitting at the lounge, and it's a nice. It was a nice lounge. I love the guy to death. It's a great lounge. Um, but 
there was nothing going on. We were sitting there watching TV. So we were both sitting there watching TV, and he texted me. He's sitting right next to me, and he goes, yo, why don't we go to this other lounge? How far is it? So I Googled it. I said, well, it's only 45 minutes, so we got up. We said, all right, see you later. Bye. We jumped in the car. We drove to Middletown, and then the next day we went again, and that. And I actually went with them, and we walked in. And they were like, hey, Joey, hey, Terrence, hey, you brought your father, which, hey, well, what's going on? Oh, I see you brought. I'm like, you guys were only here for not even 24 hours. I said, I don't understand. I don't understand. I walk into a lounge, everybody says hi. Well, they walk in, they get the praise of that's because like God. That's because we went in and said we were friends with D. There you go. Shout out to my man, D. That was my man, Black. Yeah. Yeah. So. We went there, then we went back. I think Everybody we was, was black. We went there for a, a that was his that was his famous line. We went there for some kind of just to hang out. I swear, that's not even him a and joke. I went to him and I went across the street to the liquor store. We bought a, a bottle of gentleman jack. So we bought the gentleman jack, we finished it. So we only lived 45, 50 minutes away. So we didn't even none of us went home. We went to a hotel. Don't ever Go to the hotel in Fishkill that's closed down. They're remodeling it. They're remodeling it. So we walk in. I said, where's the elevator? The guy goes, the elevator's broken. So what if I was in a wheelchair? He goes, you can't get a room. Then we go downstairs for breakfast. Oh, my God. The breakfast was so nasty. The bagels were hard. The food was worried. The, the guy didn't even have a hairnet on. I mean, it was just so disgusting. And then you had this fucking guy who was mad because he didn't get a smoking room. Yeah, he didn't get a smoking room. And then he's laying there. And then proceeded to proceeded to bring his proceeded to bring his cigar upstairs. And with his hamburger. And then decided because he had a he had quite a bit of fun that he wanted to tell me a bunch of things before he went to sleep that night. So it was about two o'clock in the morning and he's going, No, nah, one more thing, one more thing. Joey said, if you do one more thing again, I got a body slam. So yeah, so ladies and gentlemen. So this is my man Box Press from the Assholes, New York. Um, so now we're gonna pay the bills, and uh, you know we'll get back with you. Thank you. And it's the glory A hundred stripes, a hundred stories It's the Pledge of Allegiance on the 4th of July It's them handwritten letters from home It's them sleepless nights alone It's his newborn baby he left with his wife Mr. Red, White and Blue
Broadcast Radio, thank you so much for the platform. As a veteran, I thank you. Thank you very much for allowing me and my boys here to thank come you on. Thank and you very uh, much. we appreciate you guys all. H, one of our producers, thank you so much, brother. And to all you military veterans out there, remember 988, call it, text it. If you have any issues, uh, you're not alone in this world. We're all here to support you. Call that number, text that number, 988. And uh, you'll get help at your fingertips. So now, <coughs> let's wrap up the show. What do you think? So now we're gonna, we got the the owner of Hondo's place back. So we're gonna talk about. I know all you guys see all all the stuff behind us, and we're gonna ask him, how did you come about building this, and where do you get all your stuff? From? Okay, so as you know, we we think we might have mentioned Aubrey before. We love Aubrey uh, for most of us. Max was down at uh, his shop in yep. uh, Fish Hill uh, with Cigar Eagle, actually, which was our, our first yep. yeah. uh, quasi yes. which we did mm-hmm. a lot of get together. That is still a trip, somewhat, like that. Um, somewhat around. So um, once, we, once we stopped hanging out down there, um, we just started hanging out on my porch and uh, other random places. And <laughs> God bless Mr. Kelly, who now in Florida. Oh, shout, yeah. out shout out to, to his ashtray. He put up with all, all, our, up all of our bullshit. Yeah, all of, yes, he did, but he gave us some books. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. And shout out to his rocking chair like this. Yeah, his, his freaking rocking chair. His rocking chair. His the back. Um, so he was looking. He heard Soros posting pictures hanging out on the porch, and he's like, do you mind if I come over? And one day he came over, and it was kind of nasty and cold out. And we were sitting on the porch. He's like, guys, I'm cold, man. Just let me go sit in the garage. So I was like, yeah, it's all shitty in there and everything, but you know, why not? You made the cold. best of it, though. It was pretty much almost identical to this, except a couple of feet shorter. And we were kind of jammed in here. There was furniture <laughs> lined up on this side, which was kind of acting like a wall. And we're, just, I don't know, after three or four times of ducking out of the, the cold, because it was in the fall. And we had a little we, heater in here. Yeah, we had all sorts of various heat <laughs> apparatuses. We never built a fire in fear of burning the fucking thing down. Well, no, Mr. Kelly used to build the fire in the ashtray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he built, he built the fire for us. Yeah, pretty much. And he'd be sitting there rocking and, you know, just like saying, you know, look at this layout here. You're going to take half of this place and make it a lounge. Yeah. And it was just like, literally, it just took off from there. And then, um, from that point, you know, various from between Dave and Joey coming at various times, Donnie who's not here, Coop did all the freaking electrical work. Yeah. Shout out because I needed I needed uh, outlets all over the fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> like, so like, so like, so apparatus, it was like you know, there's outlets pretty much everywhere uh, to handle lights and whatever other shit we decided to plug in. And once COVID hit, um, I was out here sometimes six, eight hours a day. Uh, Scoop would come over sometimes if he had got a half a day and, you know, blast out four hours of work. And the next thing you know, a few months later, it was done. And uh, then I just, it just kept going from there, just decorating, which was the fun part. And as you can see, all the stuff behind us, there's more all over, up on the ceiling, over there. So we want to thank the assholes for being with us today because... Our time is running out, so we want to thank the assholes for being with us. We want to thank them for having us in Hanjo's place. And on that note, we want to thank MBR Radio. We want to thank everybody for viewing in. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this is Saturday Slam with Big Dog, the OG Cigar Tender, the Vanilla Gorilla, and the New York Assholes. Peace.
That's the show for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with an all-new show. And remember, you can listen to us again and again. The podcast of this radio show is available right after we go off the air tonight. Anywhere that you can get your podcast episodes. And thanks for joining us today. I'd like to take a moment to talk about something close to my heart. Military Broadcast Radio has been doing incredible work to support our veterans and bring their voices to the world. They rely on your generous donations and your dedicated volunteer hours to make it happen. I encourage you to consider supporting NBR in any way, form that you can. Use this QR code that's attached to the picture, or you can go to our website at mbradio.us. That's mikebravoradio.us to learn more about how you can donate or volunteer even just an hour a week from your home. Help make a difference in the lives of our veterans, because once again, we're all here for you and not for us. We're giving a veterans a voice.